Welcome into another episode of the Balls, Buckets, and Bull podcast, a special gambling edition of the Balls, Buckets, and Bull podcast. Joining me, of course, needs to be some sort of scumbag, and that sort of scumbag is Derek Neeson. How you doing, man? Hey, doing really good. Let's be degenerates. All right. So we're going to do two minutes, try not to spend too much time talking about it, and basically just do um, spread pickums on each game, starting with... Denver minus one at Arizona. This line uh, was a pick to open, went up to minus two and a half, I believe it was, to Denver. Back down to minus one to Denver. Derek, what is your take on this game? Man, I could not decide between these two here. Uh, probably one of the tougher ones I had to pick. Um, my thing is with this game, with the line moving so much, uh, I'm not sure now that it's moved from two and a half to one. I'm still trying to pick right now, but... Uh, <clears throat> these are the bottom defenses in yards per game. I mean, both of them aren't very good in terms of that. Uh, in the past three games, Arizona's averaging about a touchdown more a game. They're, they're also like the last ranked offense in the league, though. So, I don't know. Denver lost at home to the Rams by only three. And Arizona lost to Minnesota um, by 10. So, I, I just don't know. I mean, I feel like Cardinals could sneak this one away. I mean, minus one's basically a pick em. Uh I'm going to go with Cardinals here at plus one. Yeah, Mike McCoy has not drawn up a very good offense for the Cardinals, um, but I, I I don't think a point is enough. It was good to see this team kind of hang in there with the Vikings last week. They weren't getting completely blown out for most of that game, and then they got down to 17, did co- end up covering with a uh, late touchdown. But the, on the other side, too, this Denver team hasn't looked that good either. Case Keenum has thrown, I feel like, way too many interceptions, has looked shaky, has looked good, has looked really bad. They, I believe they lost their left tackle or left guard to a torn Achilles, Ronald Leary. I'll go with you, De- uh, Derek, and I'm going to take Denver minus one here. I just think it's not enough points I need to lay uh, for me to want to take a rookie quarterback over a you know proven he has been successful quarterback. I think the coaching, I think it. I don't think there's any advantage on that end either. Um, I don't think there's the home field advantage is really that big of a deal. This the Cardinals team has struggled for a while, so I don't see that being a factor. And also, I just see Denver as being the better overall team, and a point's just not enough for me to lay. So I'll take Denver minus one. All right, you're on. All right, moving on to the London game. Got the Tennessee Titans technically at la chargers the spread is chargers minus six and a half what do you feel like for this game Derek? Uh, i was pretty confident in this one here um chargers minus six and a half here uh titans looked absolutely horrible last week i mean they always say that you're never as bad as your last game or as good but mariota sacked 11 times he might come out on a stretcher to this game you know i don't even know if he's going to make it through with how they're looking on the line uh rivers is on fire gordon's getting a bunch of tds um it, it, you know, this Titans team's kind of weird. I can't decide, like, you know, what they are. They beat Philly in in their place, in their place, but then they get so smoked by the Ravens. So I just don't know. But I think Chargers, uh, you know, they they can easily win by seven here. I think I'm going to take them at home. Yeah, and I think the Chargers for me is another one of those teams that I have not been able to get right this season. But it's one thing to think that this team isn't as bad as the when we last saw them, which was getting sacked, what was it, 12 times in one game. But I mean it it's another thing when I think Mariota's hurt. I don't think he's I don't think he's right. And I don't think his backup Blaine Gabbard can do anything. And I think he's hurt too. And you're right, this Chargers team looks a lot better. Their defense finally looks like it's coming together, even without Joey Bosa. Melvin Gordon's playing phenomenal. Austin Eckler is a great one-two punch. 
Phillip Rivers looks great. The receivers are still right there. I just you just wonder if maybe they'll be able to close the game out in London. You know, and that that London trip I feel like is why the spread isn't even higher. There's just like a little bit of a concern there how you know that team travels, but I don't like laying six and a half points, but ultimately I just don't see how this Titans team is going to be able to score enough to keep pace. I agree. And up next, we got the 1 p.m. game. So we're starting off with New England at Chicago. Patriots are minus three. I kind of feel like this is an interesting spread. Chicago obviously has the much better defense here. You have Mitch Trubisky, who has looked shaky, can look good with a lot of time to prepare. Looks like the New England's offense, though, is finally coming together. Josh Gordon is playing, I believe, up to 80% of the snaps is looking good. His hamstring looks fine. Julian Edelman is helping out the offense just like we thought. Sony Michelle finally looks good. The whole offense seems to be clicking. Now, the defense is a whole other issue. I don't think they can really stop anybody, but I don't know if three points is, a, again, is if three points is enough for me to want to take the home team as a dog. What do you think, Derek? Yeah, I agree here. Um, this is just classic offense versus defense here. I think with Edelman and Gordon, you know, Patriots have been averaging 40 points per game the last three games. So, I mean, even against the Bears defense, surely they're going to put a lot of points up. And I just don't see Trubisky going toe-to-toe with Brady here, even with them at home. Um, and also, this this last game, you know, Chicago loses a close one. They didn't play that well. Probably play a little better this weekend. But uh, Mac uh, got a right ankle injury, continued to play, and he's likely to play this game. But he may not be – 100% right here. So, he's, you know, that defensive line, that Chicago D might not be as threatening with him, not at 100%. Yeah. I mean, like the line opened at minus two and a half, too. So people clearly didn't see, have not seemed to overreact yet to what they saw on Sunday night or react to that potential entry to Khalil Mack. I'll admit you, I think I'm going to take New England minus three. This offense, I mean, again, just seems to be clicking on all cylinders. It looks like it's coming into its own. And I think Belichick might be able to scheme a little better for the the Bears team than he was able to against the Chiefs, just with the tremendous amount of weapons that the Chiefs did have and that the Bears do not have. So I'll take the Patriots minus three. Not something I would bet, though, just because Khalil Mack himself, is, if he is healthy, can single-handedly change the game. So we'll keep moving on. We got Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Now, this might be one of my uh, top five picks, one of my card picks it is Tampa Bay minus three at home. I think Baker Mayfield can torch this Buccaneers defense. I think that they played pretty bad last week, and I think this is a good bounce back spot against a terrible defense, a team that doesn't really have that, I would say, a big home field advantage. You're playing against Jameis Winston, who can make very poor decisions. And so I'll take the Browns plus three here. I think they have a much better defense. I think. Their offense can, if they scheme right, put up as many points as the Buccaneers offense. Well, the Buccaneers offense have much better play calling, I would would think. Um, ultimately, I'll take the Browns here plus three as a road dog. Yeah, I think uh, everything you said there is all is what I have. I mean, I think this Bucks secondary is just so weak, and Baker's probably wanting to come and bounce back from the you know this past weekend's performance. I mean, Bucks secondary is given an average of three touchdown passing touchdowns a game. So if Baker, you know comes ready to play he can he could torture him up so uh, yeah i'm gonna take the browns three here we are agreeing way too much here all right 
The next one is uh, not currently on the slate, mostly because Ryan Tannehill did not play last week. It is Detroit at Miami. If you had to guess, Derek, what would the spread be? Detroit at Miami. Um, hmm, that's tough to me. I don't Wait, know. What's, probably... well, let's say uh, Ryan Tannehill is playing. If Tannehill's playing, I'd probably say – Wait, who's, uh, whose house is it at? In Miami. Okay, I'd probably give Miami like three. Or the, the minus, minus three – to Miami, Miami favored by three. Interesting. Yeah. See, I would, I would almost think that Detroit should be favored. I mean, Miami started off really hot, three and zero, but have since tumbled back down. Did win last week against the Bears, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if maybe that was just they did not expect uh, Brock Osweiler at the helm and um, had prepared something totally different. But regardless, they did still win, and I just think that over time, you know, this guy takes over the helm. Um, you know, that was kind of a one-off in that they'll come back down to earth, which I think is a middling team, a team full of veterans that I think ultimately will get exposed throughout the rest of the season. But without a line, there's not too much we can do here. But if I had if it, if I had to guess, I would say it was probably a little closer to Detroit's uh, end. I believe Detroit is coming off a bye. So we'll move on. Carolina at Philadelphia. The Eagles favored by four and a half. Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite picks on the board. I'm going to take the Panthers plus four and a half here. I think Carson Wentz isn't still quite healthy. I don't think this defense or offense is anywhere near as impactful as they were last year. I think that the Panthers can play well enough to win in Philadelphia. They, I think without some mistakes that Cam Newton made in the first half last week against the Redskins that they probably should have won that game and did have a chance at the end. And ultimately, I just don't trust this Eagles team to cover four and a half points. And so I'll take uh, the Panthers on the road. Give me that four and a half. Derek, what do you want? Well, we're going to disagree on this one. I'm going to take the Eagles. Um, So, I mean, like you said, they're on a long week and I'm not 100% sure how good Carolina is. I mean, they're certainly not bad, but they lost to a Redskins team, which I don't think is that great. Pretty good defense, but Overall, you know, not the best squad. Like you said, Cam kind of made some mistakes in the beginning to throw it away a little bit. But I don't know. I think Eagles can can pull it out here. I think they've been looking at least a little better. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good at the Eagles at home here. All right, we'll move on. Buffalo at Indy. Indy's favored by seven and a half after Josh Allen is likely out for, I believe, a few weeks at least. Um but as far as the Indianapolis side, T.Y. Hilton still looks to be questionable. But Andrew Luck is on pace for a record number of attempts this season. This team has no way to move the ball. They have not committed to it whatsoever. They have been down in a lot of games, which probably or obviously has not helped. But they still do not have a consistent run game. And when you don't have a consistent run game, it's very hard for me to trust you covering a seven a touchdown spread. And so as a result, I know it could be Nate the Great Peterman back there, but uh, I'll take the points. Give me Buffalo plus seven and a half. I think it's just too much for a Colts team, which is underperformed, I would say, to most uh, teams that they play against. Well, I do believe their defense is okay. Um, Just too many points for me. Derek, what do you think? I'm actually going to do the same. I think seven and a half is just too many points here. You know, all the Colts can do is pass the ball, and Bills have a six-ranked passing defense in the league right now in yards per game. So, um, you know, I think Colts D is not that great, uh, bottom half, bottom third-ish. I think they'll at least allow Bills 
you know, even though they're last ranked in offense in terms of points per game, at least um, they'll, they'll, they'll gain enough to keep this at least close closer to seven and a half. Moving on, we got Cincinnati at Kansas City. Actually, uh, that it looks like that game got flexed out to the night game, so we'll move on to another 1 p.m. game. Let's go Minnesota at the Jets. Minnesota favored by three in New Jersey. Derek, does this spread seem a little odd to you? Uh, to me, it kind of does, especially since uh, the Jets kind of were on fire in terms of points and have been recently, especially their uh, running game. So... I don't know. Um, I do. I do find it a little strange. Three point favorite um, on the away team, but for me, I'm still going to take it. I probably would. I mean, I I actually have this in my slate because I have faith in the Vikings. I think the Jets are going to cool off, but I do agree with you. I was surprised at the number. Um, I probably will take this uh, simply because of those factors alone. I mean, I don't think you know being far north is going to make any difference here. Going east coast or whatever, um, both places are freaking cold, so not a big deal. Yeah, and you could obviously you could honestly say that Minnesota for the last quarter there kind of got to rest a good amount. So, yeah, I just again, you know, th- we, this seems to be a common topic for me. I just don't think it's enough points for me to lay on this and a lot of the games on this slate are that way to me. You know, Sam Darnold I feel like has looked pretty inconsistent as well. He's looked good, but also cons- inconsistent. I still think Minnesota has the pieces on the defensive end that can make it elite while it has not played anywhere near that level this year. I still think it has the pieces. It still has the offensive pieces. You have the number one receiver in the league right now by almost every metric in Adam Thielen, who's been phenomenal in the slot. And you have a Jets defense that has been getting torched in the slot with Buster Screen, who I believe is still out for this game. And that matchup alone might be worth the three points I got to lay and you're telling me I got a better kicking situation, I got a better quarterback situation, better receivers, better defense, and I'm only laying three points in a game that's probably, what, an hour and a half flight, maybe less? I'll take Minnesota. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got Houston at Jacksonville. This is your hometown team going up against Saxonville, Derek. Saxonville well, um, favored by I- five. What do you think? Well, I usually – I just hate – I would never bet on my own team and anything like this, but, you know, we're picking all the games. So, honestly, I think uh, Jags looked absolutely horrible last week. Um, I, there's no way they play any worse than that. Um, Texans haven't looked particularly stellar either. I mean, they're only keeping games on average four and a half points, you know, whether they win or lose. They're always close and always going down to the wire. So, you know, Jags minus five here. Um, I don't – have faith that they can beat Texas by more than five. So I'm going to take my team here. Um, like I said, it just seems like the Texans always kind of keep it close. I mean, our O-line is absolutely garbage, and Jacksonville has a really good D. But we've also been running on the ground really well. And um, Texans are a sneaky, you know, top 11, 10 offense in yards per game. So um, I think we keep it close. I'm not saying we win, but I'll take the Texans. This is another one of those that seemed to surprise me. I thought it was going to be closer to Jags minus three. Obviously, Houston played down a little bit to the Bills last week, but you could argue it was just kind of Deshaun Deshaun Watson still kind of recovering from his bruised ribs. Saxonville, though, did get obliterated by Dallas, but I thought you know it would be closer to minus three just because people saw that probably more than they saw the game between Houston and the Bills. I mean, everyone saw the Cowboys beat you know the lights out of Jacksonville. And to think it's still minus five is interesting to me. I thought it would be closer to minus three. I am tempted to lean your way that it's just too many points 
the Texans defense shows up and puts some pressure on Blake Bortles, he can really just give you 14 points right there from pick sixes and fumbles, which is scary. But on the other side, you still have the Jags defense who can also do the same thing. And really it kind of comes down to me as how healthy Deshaun Watson is. And he didn't look too, too healthy last week. And ultimately I think I would lean Jacksonville minus five, but you know, obviously there's still some question marks. I believe what, you know, Leonard Fournette is still out. This is a tough one. Uh, I will take I will take Jacksonville minus five, but nowhere near my main card. All right. And I believe that is it for the 1 p.m. game. So let's move on to the 4 p.m. games. First one up, we got New Orleans at Baltimore. Baltimore favored by two and a half. Derek, what's your lean here? Um, honestly, this is one of my hardest ones I would had to pick. Um, I'd probably stay away from this one if it was, you know, if I was actually bitten but um i'm going to go with the saints plus two and a half they're off a bye week offense is coming together i mean the ravens kind of torched the titans um i don't think they're going to play that well again um you know it's going to be it's going to be tough playing the saints you know with their fresh legs um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go with the saints here I wonder if Baltimore ends up being another sneaky dark horse team to get to the AFC championship. Well, I think it's unlikely, you know, everyone obviously probably wants to pick the chiefs and the Patriots. I think that the Baltimore Ravens have one of the best defenses in the league right now. I think that a lot of people will probably, you know, the, the problem is, is the public saw both of these teams smash Obviously, everyone saw New Orleans, Drew Brees, break the record Monday night. He's coming off a long week now after breaking the record. That is finally off the shoulders. That is that is done with, so no narrative there. But then you also have the Ravens, who everyone knows that they sacked the Titans 12-plus times or whatever it was. So I'm not too sure which way the public might be leaning here. My initial lean is to take what you said, New Orleans, just give me the points plus 2.5 and, and see what happens. Um, but I wonder when I think about each side of the ball here, I think that the Ravens should be able to do pretty much whatever against this Saints defense, which has not played played good at all. The Saints, on the other hand, might get stymied a little bit with the front seven of the Ravens. I just wonder that if it all comes if it comes down to a field goal game, the Ravens have the best kicker in the game in Justin Tucker. But two and a half points, I think I'm with you, Derek. I'm going to take New Orleans plus two and a half. Also, yeah, Justin another- Tuck, just, that, that could be a heartbreaker with Justin Tucker. You've got yeah. a good point there. But. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you're moving on to Dallas at Washington. Washington favored by a point and a half. Where's your lean, Derek? Um, I'm going to take the Redskins here, minus one and a half. Uh, your, your Cowboys are 3-0 at home, but 0-3 away, averaging two touchdowns, even more than two touchdowns less um, away. And Dak does not perform well away either with two TDs and four interceptions compared to five TDs and zero interceptions at home. This is going to be a really ugly game. Uh, this is another one I probably just wouldn't bet. I just don't really know how it's going to go, especially if Cowboys are in stride after last weekend. But I'm going to take the Redskins at home here. It's almost a pick em, And, yeah, I'm leaning there. Yeah, I was hoping to see Dallas uh, at least some like either a pick em or Dallas, you know, leaning a point. It's unfortunate that Washington is the favorite end of this Um just because I just wanted to immediately bet right back against the Cowboys. I think that game against the Jaguars was more fluke rather than what I think this team actually is. I think this team is a team that is severely limited on offense. 
I think it's one that has the pieces on defense, but still can get exposed if if played against for too much, too long rather. And like you said, Dak has played pretty bad all season, has been missing receivers left and right. And I think the Redskins are a pretty consistent team, I would say. Uh, they, you know, they obviously got waxed in that New Orleans game, but you could say that was just a bad spot for them going on the road Monday night. Drew Brees is about to set the record. They're literally going to stop action for that whole game. Now they get Dallas at home, first game against them. I'll take Washington minus a half, minus one and a half here. Again, not a game I'm going to bet either as well with you, Dirk. And next we got the Rams at the Niners, one of my favorite games on the board. Rams currently favored by 10. Derek, what's your lean? I'm interested to see what you say, but uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to take Rams minus 10. This sounds ridiculous. I have so many freaking points, but um, 49ers are on a short week. Uh, defense middle of the pack, maybe a little worse. And the Rams are just on fire. They're number one total offense. I know they only beat Denver by three. Um, I don't know. I'm just uh, – I'm feeling the Rams minus 10. Maybe I'm a crazy person, but that line has come down. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. What I quickly noticed between Shanahan, the – Shanahan. Yeah, what I quickly noticed between the Niners and head coach Kyle Shanahan is that he seems to have a very good feel for exactly how talented his players are. And he does a good job of calling plays that would adhere to their strengths. While I do not like that this game was on a solo game, it was a a primetime game. Everyone saw it. And as you talked about, Derek, this spread was at minus 11.5 before kickoff. It has been already bet down down all the way to minus 10. But ultimately, I just think it's way too many points. I think this Rams defense is slowly getting exposed as the season goes along. I think that Marcus Peters on the outside is not the quarterback cornerback that people thought he was at the beginning of the season. I think that the interior defensive linemen for the Rams have not performed to expectations. I think this game is in San Francisco, which I like. And ultimately, I think it's just too many points. I'll take San Francisco plus 10 as one of my favorite picks on the board. And moving on to the Sunday night game, Cincinnati at Kansas City. Kansas City favored by six. Derek, what do you like here? Uh, I'm liking the Bengals here. Um, I think Cincinnati is a little underrated. I mean, they had a close game against Pittsburgh. Um, both defenses aren't that great. Um, but you know, both teams have a bunch of weapons. Chiefs defense is, uh, pretty, pretty bad. Um, and I just think six points is too many. Uh, Chiefs kind of lost like a heartbreaker to Tom Brady's excellence on Sunday or, uh, was that, was that Sunday night? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm liking the Bengals here. I think six is too many, and I think they're better than a lot of people are thinking. Yeah, I will also take Andy Dalton plus six. I like this spot for him going up against a Kansas City defense after coming off a pretty heartbreaking loss to the Steelers, one that I thought that they were at least going to go into overtime against, that they gave up a pretty uh, pathetic touchdown to Antonio Brown right down the middle of the field. Now they get a Kansas City defense, which played Sunday night against uh, the Patriots, who got get torched for 43. I think this team is, I think this defense is going to get severely worn out throughout the whole season. Not only are they going to be on the field for more time because the Chiefs are scoring a lot, but just of how terrible they are on defense, I think is going to gradually wear them out throughout the season. And I still have not seen the Kansas City Chiefs run the ball consistently outside of one game with Kareem Hunt. And so 
I'll take uh, the Bengals plus six in a primetime spot. And moving on to the last game, and I actually, I'm going to put that on my card for whatever it's worth. We'll, we'll get back to that. And we're moving on to the last game, though, the New York Giants at the Atlanta Falcons. Fal- Falcons favored by six. Derek, who do you like in this game? Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. I think Giants are an absolute dumpster fire. I'm going to take the Falcons minus six. Um <clears throat> Uh, Eli just looks horrible. Giants are a dumpster fire. There's drama within the organization. Um, I know Falcons on D have a lot of injury problems, and Devontae Freeman's out now. That was just announced in IR. But um, I think they're a good team regardless at at two and four. Um, And I think Julio Jones will finally get those elusive passing TDs. And I just don't think Giants are that great. I mean, uh, Falcons will win by a touchdown, I think. And this should be this one should be pretty easy at home. Now, I thought that maybe last Thursday could be a spot for the Giants to bounce back against a division rival, a division ri- rival that won the Super Bowl for the first time, finally get back on track, and it was just the exact opposite. Like you said, Derek, a lot of team, a lot of things seem to be going wrong for this team. There's drama. Obviously, Odell Beckham has publicly expressed his frustrations with the team. Everyone's starting to doubt them. The team drafting Saquon Barkley over a perennial, you know, generational quarterback talent. There's a legit chance that if things go wrong in this game, Eli gets benched, and it's that's all she wrote. And that is tough to think about, and tough to want to take the Giants in this game, even you know at a, at a spread that's only minus six. But on the other side, the Falcons' defense has been absolutely gashed. They've lost their middle linebacker. They're starting uh, their free safety, uh, best pass rusher on the def- on the def- on the defensive line. They've lost quite a bit of weapons. They scheme the ball. They scheme their defense in a way to promote running back receptions and just try to close to the ball and tackle quickly. But with all the injuries they've had, uh, it's, it's no longer working for them. And we've seen the Saints gash them. We've seen the uh, Buccaneers gash them. We've seen a lot of teams gash them, and I think this could be a good a good well spot for the Giants should they come out and actually play well. No drama happen. Odell gets his touches early on, and everyone plays okay. But just knowing that there's that inherent risk that Eli could literally get benched at halftime is why I will also take the Falcons minus six as one of my other favorite plays on the board. So Derek, give us your top five. What's your card this week? And what's your super lock, your favorite play on the slate? I think we just talked about uh, my super lock. Uh, Falcons minus six at Giants. Um, I also am going to do the Vikings minus three at Jets. It's part of my card as well. Let's see. I, although like I, this is kind of scary um, as a line, I'm going to put it on my card. Patriots minus three at Bears. Um, and I'm going to do Chargers at home, minus six and a half on the Titans. You know that game's and, at uh, Wembley, though, right? Oh, yeah, correct. Yeah, I still I still think they're going to kill the Titans. All right. And one more. Um, I'm trying to decide between Bills and Colts or Cowboys Redskins. I'm just going to – I just want to you know, make it sting a little worse for you, Joey, so I'm going to take the Redskins as my last card. Pick. Fair enough. All right, I will take my super lock – this is tough. I'll be honest. This is one of the tougher slates on the week while I am uh, deciding right here just to make sure everyone knows to follow us at the BBB podcast on Twitter. Um, there we post, at least I do, I post my weekly card. Have had three straight winning weeks, still trying to shake off a terrible 0-5 week in, two, in week two and 1-4 uh, in week three. But 
have since been taken a little more underdogs and um, had had some success. But you know what, Derek? I don't care that it was last night. I'm going to take the Niners plus 10. Um, that's just too many points, I think, for this Rams defense. And uh, I'll take that as my super lock. It's a little risky, but whatever. So just to wrap it up, Derek has the Chargers minus 6.5, the Patriots minus 3, Minnesota Vikings minus 3, Washington minus 1.5, and, and Atlanta minus 6. A lot of favorites there, Derek. Uh, yeah, I know it's not, not the most conventional betting style, but you know, um, let's go with the, let's go with the favors this week. And on the other side, I'm going to take most of the underdogs. I'll take Cleveland plus three, the Panthers plus four and a half, the Niners plus 10, the Bengals plus six. And to round out my card, I will agree with Derek on one pick that is Atlanta minus six. So that will be it for week seven. Make sure to give us a five-star review. Follow us on iTunes at the BBB podcast. And if you like our picks, let us know on Twitter. If you don't, let Derek know on Twitter as well. Uh, send him all the hate. Be mad when the the Bears somehow break Tom Brady in half and score a touchdown. Be mad when the Titans suddenly revive Marcus Mariota from the dead. Be mad when Sam Darnold just suddenly turns, in, turns into the next Brett Favre. And especially be mad when my Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, wins in Washington. For Derek. Pretty lofty. <laughs> for Derek, I'm Joey. See you later, folks.